The following podcast is sponsored by Crosswinds Golf and Country Club in beautiful Burlington. It's public golf at its finest. Nestled under the Niagara Escarpment, Crosswinds offers not only great golf, but stunning views of Rattlesnake Point and Mount Nemo. And when it comes to customer service, nobody does it better than Crosswinds. Nobody does it better. (laughs) They'll do anything well, almost anything, to ensure that you have an enjoyable round of golf. And next year, they're going to be open, God willing, for weddings and banquets and tournaments and all that great stuff. But hold on. Wait a second. Hepsi golf season's not over yet. Still lots to be played. I'll be there on Sunday. Go to crosswindsgolf.com. Book your tee time online now. And don't forget to tell them Hebsy sent you. Now, Mike, can we start the podcast? Live from Toronto, it's Hebsy on Sports, episode number 255. Hi there, sports fans. Mark Hebsher here alongside Toronto Mike in the subterranean studio in New Toronto. Great to be here, and we've got our fingers crossed that there will be no technical issues today. Editorial issues? Oh, yeah. Lots of them, but no technical issues. Today on the show, how did you enjoy the first sports equinox of 2021? You know, that was yesterday, huh? Do you know that? I did not remember to know that. Well, now you know. It's supposed to be the most jam-packed time of the year for sports fans like you and me. We got the Dodgers surviving in the May, the MLB postseason. We got the National Hockey League, the National Basketball Association, the National Football League, and the Professional Golfers Association. Some sparse attendance figures in pro sports. Some sports media talk. Did you hear about the attempted coup and the ouster of Edward? Yeah, the biggest booting of a Rogers since Fred Astaire told Ginger to take a hike. It's all coming up on the show, but first, great to be in familiar surroundings. Mike, I love what you've done with the studio here. It's beautiful. I'm I'm going to say this. This is the first time you've been down here since March 2020. Wow. That's 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 like when you find out, oh, this is the first Raptor home game in 600 days. Uh-huh. It's like, wow, really? It's true. Hebsy, glad to have you here. We did a couple of backyard episodes. It's not uh, the same. During backyard the was nice, but it's not the same being in, in the studio. Sure, I actually feel the I feel it's better out there, but today it's cold, and I'm happy that we're down here and uh, we're both fully yeah. vaxxed. That's yep. why I I checked your uh, QR your code. What's mm-hmm. that called? The QR QR code. Yeah, I checked it at the door, and then yeah. I made you show another piece of ID to make yeah. sure the names matched, and then I let you in. I'm glad to see you. Welcome. Yeah. I didn't like the um, I didn't like the full body cavity <laughs> test. I didn't think that Isn't was that necessary. Standard? Isn't that standard? Well, I don't know if it is. I guess it is here. It is at TMDS. Did, did Leo Routens have to go through, go through that? Yeah, it took me a little and longer. And Ruskowski have to go through that? <laughs> well, no comment. <laughs> Careful. So how, old, how old do you think Ann Ruskowski is? I have no idea. Okay, so when I... Would I, never, first I, of all, this, I would never guess on a woman's age, ever. Just, just take what you think 48. it is and reduce six. Uh, Four, she's 48. That's a good answer. She's, she's yeah. You're 20 years she's off. She's younger than me. Yep. She's younger than me? <laughs> um, no. She's not younger than she's me? She's older than you. Amherst Ghost is older at, than me? You look great, too. I do. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the deal. So today... Yeah, we're going to uh, guess today, people's ages. Do you want to do that? Yeah. That would be uh, fun. Hazel May, go. <laughs> Hazel May? Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Hazel McCallion, go. A <laughs> hundred. Correct. <laughs> but she looks but she looks great. She doesn't look a day over 90. <laughs> Stop that. So here's the deal. So now I've got I'm uh, normally I would be talking to you from the home studio 
which I've been doing since March. Did you say March of yeah, March twenty twenty, March thirteenth. Uh, it was a Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, and you know, so like I roll out of bed, like you know, six thirty or so. I make right. myself a cup of espresso. I uh, you know, I check all the different feeds. I've got time. I'm sitting there, you know, in my bathrobe basically for the first <laughs> while working on the show. You should do the show in that. Go ahead. And, and I was don't don't kid yourself. I was thinking of doing it. I don't know if anyone's ever done an oh, entire show I think in Hugh the bathroom Hefner. except for you, Efner, on Playboy After Dark. You, see, right. you, you interrupted right, me. Sorry. And a lot of the Sopranos episodes, they're just walking around in, in robes. <laughs> Tony Soprano's got a robe on. Right. But anyway, so normally, uh, or at least for the last, you know, since March of 2020, it's been fairly simple. You know, the kitchen's 10 feet away, the bathroom's right there. You know, I set up my little set, and then uh, I, con- I contact Mike, and then he sets up, um, you know, the technical, uh, you know, uh, thing with a couple I do of things. Feeds. I press buttons. And then he says, all right, we're ready to go, and boom, magic. I don't have to worry about anything. But lately, there's mm-hmm. been an issue with my laptop. Right. And and it's just driving me nuts. It happened last time we did the show. We had to do an emergency, try to get some audio from <laughs> through the phone. Uh, and then it happened again the other day when I was on the Humble and Fred show. Right. Your mic simply is not working with that laptop. Nothing's working. When you oh. plug in, when I put the plug into the, la- into the laptop, mm-hmm. it stops everything else that's on the computer. So if I'm, let's say I'm listening to a YouTube video. Right. As soon as I put the head- headset in, oh. it stops the video. So it's just going nuts. And my girlfriend is a tech whiz. Okay. She's good. a whiz. And you tech, as you know, tech whizzes cannot sleep unless they've resolved the technical <laughs> they problems. they got to troubleshoot it, yeah. Yeah. If they can't do it, they can't just go, oh, I'll figure it out tomorrow. They've got <laughs> to figure it out. And anyway, between the two of us, well, thing. she did all the work. I mean, and she still couldn't figure it out. You know, it's, but you know, know, at we, some point you have to establish that possibly yeah. your your laptop is not it, functioning properly. It's brand properly. new. It's almost brand new. It's like a year old. But anyway, so yeah. But she wants to figure out before, you know, you call HP and say, ah, we've got the problem. And you'll never get through to them anyway. You have to ship it off. It's like, let's right. troubleshoot. Sure. Okay, it's not the microphone. It's not this. It's not that. Right. And I'm saying to her, it's the, it's the actual headphone jack. It's not working because right. as soon as you plug it in, it just disables everything else. That is the most annoying thing, too. Terrible. And, and like you said, you've plugged that uh, you've plugged that microphone into something else, and it functioned properly. So it's well, only you and that I did particular. A test. We did a test this week that worked fine. The test but was, was that a great. different laptop? No, same laptop. Okay, and it worked. It worked, but I'm not sure it would work in this case here because yeah. you would have to have um, annoying. Well, but you know what? Anyway. This is all my diabolical plan to get you back into the well, studio. You and, and I think the beneficiaries of this uh, mastermind. Uh, plan of mine is that the listenership get to hear you live in the studio and you sound better than ever well you make it seem as if those shows that i've been doing from home were, were crap were just horrible and you could barely hear me and it's not true but this is this is quality and in actual fact prior to the pandemic this is the way things were and then <laughs> suddenly everything was on zoom right and now everything's on zoom yeah, and the idea are coming me- back, though. No, coming, no, the idea you know. of meeting in person is, is it's just not going to happen the way it did before. Why do we get it, have to get all these six people together when we can, right. you can be on Zoom, you can be... So sure. we're used to that, so I, I'm thinking that... Especially with gas prices as they are, people want to do it on Zoom. Yeah, I noticed that thing yesterday <laughs> that online, people are chirping away about... You said that there was a rumor that I was coming into the <laughs> studio? A rumor? Like, first of all, I can't believe you even used the word rumor because you, you, you're now... You're giving the audience the idea that maybe... Hebsey right. and Mike deal in rumors, and we don't deal in rumors. I saw that tweet. We I- deal in fact. Buck Martinez is not fully vaccinated and does not plan on being fully vaccinated. That is not a rumor. That's a fact. Correct. In- so there was not correct. a rumor. It was a fact. And you should have said, I know for a fact no, it's not as that funny. Hebsey's coming in. What do you mean it's not as funny? It's funnier if I tweet, uh, rumor has it, Hebsey's going to be live in the studio tomorrow. That's funnier than me tweeting, Hebsey's live in the studio tomorrow. 
Like no. you need to add some levity to people's days. It's very tough out there, and we need to. I thought it was funny. I did see the tweet. You about, thought it like, was funny. Yeah, I you're it was not funny. a comedian. <laughs> your show is not based on humor at all. No offense. Your I like show, to think I can be funny. You once can in a while. be funny, but that to me wasn't funny. <laughs> you know, when you say it's a rumor, people are going. A rumor. It was funny to me. Well, okay, it wasn't funny to me. I thought it would. You know, and, and if that's the reason for your tweet is to be funny and to be cute like that, well, you know, maybe maybe you got the wrong reason. Having good information in the tweet is always good. It wasn't a rumor. You know, you have people all excited going, I wonder if Eddie's going to be in Mike's studio. Or I wonder if but he's that was the idea. They're, it's spicy. But I think it would be better if you said, I have it confirmed. Hebsy will be in the studio. It's going to be the best show we've ever done. The quality is going to be outstanding. Well, you see what I'm saying? But they'll tune they'll in. You just wanted to be fun. They'll tune in regardless, right? Like, so let's make it funny. All right, everyone, put your hands up. <laughs> if you weren't planning on tuning in, but you did because Mike said that there was a rumor that I would be here in the studio. Rumor hands up. has it. Gene Valaitis has a question about where you look in the studio. Fucking Gene, so, every single fucking so, week, this guy, he wants to have his own show. Because he knows you're a Have vet- you had him on the show? <laughs> yeah. You should have him he on again. He showed up at Palmas Kitchen for that uh, TMLX 5. You should have too. him on the show. But I, I had him on the show, yes. You should have him on the show. He's very uh, He's been on also with Jesse. We did a Jesse and Gene reunion before they had a podcast. They came on this show. This is uh, was fantastic. Okay. What's Gene's question? Okay, so... He says, the yeah. sound is perfect today, but now instead of looking into the camera like a veteran TV guy, Hebsey is talking to the wall in Mike's right. basement. Because so this is a podcast, Gene. You're, you're, <laughs> you are fortunate enough that you can eavesdrop. You can, you can be a voyeur. But we want you to listen. Go right. in the other room and listen. Don't be looking at the screen. What's Hebsey doing looking over there? You should be looking over here. It's the audio content you want on the podcast. Right. This is an audio presentation. And, I think and Gene's just trying to bust my balls anyway. That's what he does. Gordon Enright uh, says, we all knew Mike was trying to be cute. So I think people <laughs> like the, the rumor tweet. And, and he also wants to know, are you going to talk CFL today? No. Gordon Enright I think, and I, I'm, he wrote just CFL, but I'm going to read it between the lines that uh, he's noticed a lack of CFL talk on Hebsey on Sports. A lack? So why is that? Because I don't like the CFL. How's that? But you like the NFL. So you like football. I do like football. But you don't but you have like- to understand another thing about the CFL. When I was growing up, I was the biggest Argo fan in the world. I loved the Canadian Football League. I could mm-hmm. have named every player on every roster of the CFL. Back in those days, players would stay for a number of years with the same team. Did you know that? Did you know that? Did you know that if you stayed a certain number of years you were and you were from the United States, you could be considered a non-import. You could be considered a Canadian if you spent, I think it was five years, with the same team. So George Reed, who came up from the States to play for Saskatchewan, once he was there for five years, they said, oh, no, no, he's, he's no longer an import because he made his home in Regina right. and he was part of a community and he was like a Canadian. And nowadays it just seems to me that like, you know, guys spend like one year then they go back to the NFL or they switch teams. And so to build a base of a team so that the fans can go, oh, there's so-and-so, I know those guys. Right. They're the same guys as last year, same guys as the year before. There's just too much player movement, and I've been saying for years, the reason I can't follow the CFL anymore is things change. As soon as the NFL training camps start cutting players, these guys end up coming up to the CFL. And I always thought that, listen, once you've got your, your training camp roster set, you can't be adding people because they got cut by the NFL. It's just not fair, and it's not good for the fans. And that's why 6,000 people show up for football games in the CFL here in the East. Oh, that's kind of sad, though. It is but, sad. That's why yeah. I don't talk about it, okay? All right, well, you just did. Now, I think that oh, satisfies the... I just did because, the, I'm, because uh, I'm being nice to Gordon. It satisfies the CFL requirement we have here. here the Gordon and Wright Canadian th- content. three other people are interested in the CFL. All right, <laughs> let's, let's get into the real sports, shall we? And by real sports, you mean uh, MLB? I mean the big four. The big four. You know what the big four are. Uh, yeah, of course I do. What I'm, I'm a sports fan. What are they? What are the big four? All right, right. Major League Baseball. One. Uh, NFL. Two. Uh, 
uh, NHL, NBA. There you go. You could add. Did you I could pass? add Major League Soccer, but not yet because it's not. Because what about NASCAR? Well, no, no, and you can, you know, PGA golf, tennis, stuff like that. But I mean, I'm talking right. the four major leagues. Of course, right? of course, of course, of course. So, Major League Baseball at this time of the year, it's October, baby. It's it's champ. It's the championship series and it's the World Series. This happens mm. every year at this time. It just so happens at this time of the year that there's other sports that are being. NHL is just beginning. NBA is just beginning. Right. Right. NFL, you're into like you know week uh, I don't know uh, seven or whatever it is, and the baseball postseason, the culmination of 162 right. games of a regular season. Uh, and the more I watch the baseball postseason, the more convinced I am that the Blue Jays could and would beat any of the remaining teams. And they and they and maybe even good enough to sweep them. I'm serious. I'm watching these games and I'm going, oh fuck, the Jays could beat them. Oh fuck, the Jays could beat them. How could they not get into the playoffs? How could they miss? I know they won 91 games. They didn't get to the dome till August. It doesn't matter. They, can you imagine if we had the Jays? They would like they'd run the table against these yutzes out there. Dodgers and Braves, Houston and Boston. Ugh. It would have been a perfect storm. But no, they didn't make the playoffs. I don't see any clear-cut favorite, especially after the Dodgers thumped the Braves 11-2 last night at Chavez Ravine. Right. The Braves, the Braves had a chance to go to the World Series for the first time in 20 years. All right? Elimination game. And what do they do? They lay an egg. And they send everybody back to Georgia for game six tomorrow. Now, I should remind you that the Braves blew a 3-1 series lead last year to the Dodgers, but this time it's going to be a little more difficult for L.A. because they got to win twice on the road with a depleted roster. Because Justin Turner's out now. Uh, Andy Burns, a former Blue Jay farmhand for like seven years, right. has replaced him on the Dodgers roster. Last night, a record was set as a player hit three home runs in an elimination game. It had never been done wow. in the history of Major League Baseball, a guy hitting three homers in an elimination game. Chris Taylor was the man. Now, years from now, when people go, who was the first guy to hit three homers in an elimination game? Chris Taylor likely won't come to mind. Everyone's going to think it was Reggie Jackson. Or Babe Ruth or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Reggie Jackson was in game six. It wasn't right. an elimination yeah, game. Yeah, right. Very, very good. So here's what happened. So, so Chris Taylor hits three home runs. A.J. Pollock hits two home runs. And even forgotten veteran Albert Pujols, who's going to the Hall of Fame, sure. contributed to the massacre as Joe Kelly was the opener for the Dodgers. So he's the opener. He doesn't last two-thirds of an inning. He gives up a couple runs in the first. And then manager Dave Roberts of the Dodgers brings in six different relievers the rest of the way, and the Braves are done. Right. They knocked starter Max Fried out of the box in the fifth and delighted the crowd of 51,000-plus at Chavez Ravine in what might be their final game of the year at home. Dodgers going back to, uh, they got Max Scherzer uh, pitching uh, tomorrow night in the game six, the elimination game in Atlanta. Braves leading three games to two. Max Scherzer, by the way, is a free agent after this year. If you're the Blue Jays and you don't want to sign Robbie Ray, let's say, or whatever, do you go after Max Scherzer? Think about this rotation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Max Scherzer, okay? You could afford him. I don't think, I'm not sure you could afford him and Marcus Simeon. I mean, you might be able to if you could re-sign Simeon and, and you don't re-sign Robbie Ray. Man, Scherzer, boy, he would look good in a Blue Jay uniform, wouldn't he? Oh, of course, of course. A uh, couple, couple of quick things. One is I'm rooting for just Game 7s all over the yeah. place because yeah. uh, I love Game 7s, and uh, of course. Now, one other thing, then John L. actually brings us up on your YouTube channel, yeah. and those listening to the podcast should be reminded that every Friday at 9.20 a.m., this recording is broadcast live on Hebsey's YouTube channel, so if you're around, you can check that out. But John L. points out something that's been bugging me because I love playoff baseball, but these games are taking too long. Oh, they always do. 
I know what they always do, but like nothing you can do in about that it, game man. yesterday. I think it was the three homers you mentioned. I think it was three thirty three was the length of that game. Correct. Like, there were threes all over the place. But, uh, but do you expect any baseball game to be under three hours nowadays? I don't. Certainly in the no, and we don't expect it. I just think so we, the game they need to figure at, this out. Game starts at after eight o'clock. Uh, there's yeah. no way you're getting to bed before eleven thirty. Right, and uh, guys like me, I start to my eyes get heavy. Well, you're old. You're old, <laughs> and you're not used to watching this much sports. I do. I do it for a living. That's true. I don't, you don't watch do it for a living. I don't. You got little kids right. and everything like that. See, me, I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> right. Right. Good points. All right. So, so um, it's going to be Atlanta against the Dodgers. The last two games in Atlanta, and the Braves are going to try, obviously, in Game Six to uh, you know end it all and go to the World Series, the American League Championship Series. This has been tough to watch. Yeah. For a number of reasons. First of all, I despise Houston but I hate the Red Sox more. I've hated the Red Sox for many more years than I've hated Houston. I've only Agreed. hated Houston for a few years. Agreed. Astros are looking to wrap things up in game six tonight. The Strohs clobbered the Red Sox in games four and five at Fenway. They won 9-2 in game four and 9-1 to one in game five. So the Boston pitching staff's in trouble. Uh, tonight, Nathan Eovaldi goes for the Red Sox. Luis Garcia gets the ball for Houston. And the Astros looking awfully good right now. As the Red Sox bats have gone cold, the Astros are hitting their stride. And remember, this is a World Series championship team. And even though they cheated and they don't have George Springer anymore, they got a hell of a squad. Hell of a squad. Astros and Braves in the uh, World Series. What do you think? Uh, Would I you don't be know. interested yeah. in that? Here's my problem with the Braves. I, I like... I like the Braves enough, except uh, that tomahawk chop and all this indigenous. I know, imagery. but don't blame the team for that. You can't blame the team for that. Well, I don't blame the players. It's not like the players are going out there doing the tomahawk <laughs> chopping, right? No, but it, it's it's just unfortunate. Uh, oh, come on, get over it. Well, it's, it's well, get over it. I mean, just get over it, okay? Because it's not going to stop. They're not going to go. Oh, geez, Toronto White doesn't want us to no, do no, the tomahawk no. chop. I'm saying, I think, I think, my, where I'm going with this is, I'm, I'd rather see. Just let the Dodgers win again. Is what I'm saying. Like, I'll, I'll let the Dodgers win, and then we'll, we'll we'll go from there and try it again next year. You know what that is, eh? That's, Did you just do the tomahawk chop and the TMDSD? The, yeah, that's the that's the um, Seminole War chant. It comes from the Florida State Seminoles, the Seminole tribe of Florida. And that is their, that is their war chant. That's the war chant. And, um, you know, it's not acceptable in this day and age. But it has been for many, many, many years in, you know, certain parts of the country. And people yeah, bring but the it Confederate back. flag used to fly at Leonard Skinner concerts. That's right. Not just not Leonard, that long. Not I just know, Leonard no, Skinner no. concerts, buddy. Are you kidding me? Mind, I just picked them. Black the, Oak, uh... Arkansas, Allman Brothers Band, Molly Hatchet. Are you right. kidding me, man? Right. Right. right, and suddenly they well, don't. Not, fly no, it's those not suddenly. Things. It's just that people were made. Some people are made aware, and it takes people to go. Wait a minute, I'm offended by that, and you should be too. Actually, on that note, there's an interesting little uh, news story about a Mississauga minor league hockey team that still uses the Chicago Blackhawks logo, yeah. and there's some talk about whether they should be permitted to do that because they're not allowed to use like indigenous nicknames. But the logo apparently fell under some uh, <laughs> some loophole or something. Anyway, I was just reading about that this morning, and it's kind of interesting. Yeah, well, I think I mentioned on the last podcast, there was some politician in the States who was railing against, you know, uh, the nicknames of uh, certain uh, uh, sports teams from schools and that type of thing. And then they found out that this woman went to a school, was a cheerleader when she had a school that's like the the fighting Mohawks and the the logo was a, you know, was a headdress, an Indian headdress and stuff like that. Well, I mean, I grew up with the the big uh, high school basketball team in my neighborhood was the Runnymede Redmen. Yeah, yeah, and and now they're not the Redmen. And that's a decision they made a a while ago now. But uh, yeah, it's time to change these things so atlanta could do that as well i, I think say. one of the first schools to change it the, the St- stanford university in california 
were originally known, I think, as the Brown Indians. Oh, but yeah. but way back and maybe sure. in the seventies and, and maybe in the seventies they changed it to the Cardinal mm. because the Brown Indians like what the frick is that? I don't know. Anyway, it's believed that the Toronto Blue Jays will be very active in the pursuit of free agents this year. But of course, the number one priority is signing Marcus Simeon, who has said all along he would like to return to Toronto or play for a West Coast team next year. But he considers himself a shortstop, and I don't think the Jays are going to move Bo Bichette to accommodate Marcus Simeon. Wouldn't it be weird if they re-signed Marcus Simeon and now he's the shortstop? And maybe Bo, they said, you know what, Bo, you could play third base. you got a strong arm. And, 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 and usually a corner infielder is a power-hitting position. Sure. So you put Simeon back at short where he wants to play, sign him to a four-year deal. And second base, I mean, you, know, you can get a second baseman. Biggio could play second. You could, somebody could play second base. I, I'm not that worried about it. But I think that if you can re-sign Simeon, you got yourself a heck of a batting order next year. You got a very powerful team. And if you can... Uh, you see the player on my shirt? Okay. What am I looking at your shirt okay. for? You're looking at Kawhi Leonard here. Yeah. I'm just telling you. The what does this have to do with anything, everything. Kawhi Leonard? The Semyon situation to me is is very eerily similar. It feels very similar to the Kawhi Leonard situation where he's either going to re, re-up with Toronto or he's heading west. And I would put my money on Marcus doing what Kawhi did. Heading west? Interesting. Okay. Well, if that if that's the case, then the Jays will have even more money to spend uh, in free agency. Apparently, a $180 million payroll for the team this year. But here's the thing. I don't know what's going on up in the boardroom there. And that this could be a major um, uh, change because of the relationship that uh, former Rogers chairman Edward Rogers had with Mark Shapiro. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you recall a few years ago, uh, Rogers, Edward Rogers picked up the phone and tried to get, uh, uh, tried to call Jerry Reinsdorf, who was the owner of the White Sox in order to get him to, uh, allow the Jays to talk with his general manager, Kenny Williams. The only problem was, is that you see Rogers didn't do his due diligence and he didn't think, geez, I wonder if Paul Beeston, who was the, uh, the president of the Jays at the time, I wonder if Paul Beeston and, and, and um, Jerry Reinsdorf are friends. He didn't take that into consideration. So when he right. called Jerry Reinsdorf, like as soon as the call was over, Reinsdorf called Beeston and says, uh, do you know that Edward Rogers is trying to, uh, you know, uh, have you ousted there and he wants Kenny Williams or st- like shit like that. Right. It was just like, a, it was terrible. And, th- and then the relationship between those two, Rogers and, and, and Shapiro, is such that I think Shapiro was allowed to do certain things because Rogers, Edward Rogers gave him the go-ahead. And now if he's not part, like, I don't know if you heard what happened, folks, but, but, but Rogers was replaced. He tried to oust the CEO of Rogers, um, right. Joe Natale, last week. And the Rogers board, which included Edward's mother and sisters, voted against him and in favor of Natale. So the story goes like this. Yeah. Joe Natale, the CEO, found out that Edward wanted to have him replaced <laughs> because somebody, another executive, accidentally bum-dialed uh, yeah, him. The CFO bum-dialed him. Right. And so he's he listens to this conversation between the CFO and another guy saying, oh, what are we going to do about Edward Rogers? Or what are we going to do about uh, Natalie? Uh, are we going to have him strung up? What are we going to do? Are we going to tie, uh, you know, tie some bricks to him and, and send him to the bottom of uh, you know, Lake Ontario? So he's fishes. listening. Imagine he's listening to this. He's listening to these two guys <laughs> right. discussing a coup against him. 
after he was butt dialed. That's now, like I mean, a of scene all, at a succession. Uh, this, is a, this is a telecom giant. How could these yutzes not know about things like butt dialing and stuff like that? That's just. I would just, argue, and I don't know the man. Oh never met him. Uh, I know he spent some time at Mar-a-Lago, but uh, I know this this gentleman, Edward. This is the son of Ted, right? So, Correct. So the son of Ted. I I don't believe he has the uh, the savvy, the political savvy to do to maneuver all these moves. We've just discussed a few moves he's made. Where he, you know who does the ousting of the CEO without ensuring that they have support on the board first. I don't know. I don't like know, to me, I, I don't I, I'm not a, I'm not a C level exec. Oh, by the way, that's actually, while we're talking about the indigenous logo and the, the Braves chant and all these things that probably should hit the road. Uh, the C, that whole uh, term, by the way, CFO at some point needs to be replaced. CEO, CFO. This is a whole different podcast, but the chief in there is probably uh, not appropriate anymore either. I know. I'm just telling you, this is something. That, oh no, no, yeah, no! Yeah. Hang on I'm a second. You. Hang on a second. In the, ten years, hang nobody on a will second. have the title CEO. Hang on and CFO. a second. The word yeah. chief in that regard doesn't have anything to do with it. Where do you think that comes from? Where do I think what comes from? With the word chief. Well, what do you mean? What, what, what's the well, I mean, you, you, I, I'm not here to tell. Sen- you. Use it to me. Use it in a sentence for me. Go ahead. Uh, right? The chief reason we have <laughs> blah blah blah. Right. The number one reason, <laughs> the chief reason. I'm Hebsey, Listen, in ten Which years, first, in ten, the I'm going to cut this clip. The chief or the chief. In ten years, you'll find that the CFO position at Rogers is not referred to as the CFO anymore. What was it? Re- let me ask you a question. Maybe less. What was it referred to before they came up with CEO? What was it? What, what, uh, what big was, boss. Big boss. No, no. Man. What was the official title? Oh, I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> okay. I haven't. And I don't either. I, and in a hundred <laughs> years, you're right. They'll change it to something. No, no. Else. In, in less than a hundred years, if but you say so. It, I think at some point, CFO, CEO, all those terms in these big companies like Rogers will be modified, so the C is gone. Yeah, you're right. Listen, look. If they can change the words of the national anthem, they can change just about anything. <laughs> they right? still got to get God out of there. That's a whole. Like, this is a different. But when you're in person, I get fired up. But the word, the God's got to get out. Got to be removed from the uh, national anthem next. Huh? Yeah, the word God should be removed from the Canadian national anthem. Is 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 the Canadian national anthem the only national anthem in the world that uses the word God? I'm sure not. I'm talking about ours, though. Oh, right. Canada, at some point, needs to drop the, yeah. uh, the G word. See, I, I, I know people that would like the word Canada to be dropped. <laughs> oh, God, our home. No. Okay, let's uh, let's move on here, okay? Bum, bum dialed. You find out that you're being you're going to be replaced because somebody bum dialed. That's hysterical. <laughs> Rogers. Yeah, my and night. I'm sure the folks at Sportsnet are going, oh, this is great news. Great news. Edward Rogers has been replaced as the chairman. Beautiful. You better hope that the new chairman, when I f- forget his name, is a big baseball fan. Big How can you forget his name? It's our first prime minister. McDonald's. Speaking of cancel, John, John A. McDonald. Okay, fine. Hockey He's back now. from the dead. Uh, Maple Leafs. By the way, <laughs> Rogers own a portion of the Maple Leafs. Yes, they do. MLSE, yeah. right? They got a little thirty-seven point five percent. Yeah. So the Leafs have a big weekend coming up with back-to-back tilts starting tonight at six o'clock at uh, at SBA puck drop six Why is o'clock. That? Why is that? What the fuck did I get here before you? <laughs> How should I know? Because you're the it's heavy. Why? Why is it six not seven? I, I don't know. Well, there might be a reason for that. Uh, there okay. might be a reason. <laughs> it's at six o'clock. It's an hour early. Don't know. Okay. Maybe they want to. Maybe they want to try. Maybe they want to get out of town uh, early, right? So they can go to Pittsburgh because they got a game Saturday in Pittsburgh. I don't know. Six okay. o'clock. Well, I, you know, downtown I do, I do traffic's expect you to know these. Downtown things, traffic's cause... bad enough as it is. It's six o'clock start. Come on, Marge. We're leaving Unionville at four. Right. We'll be there for six. We'll be there for the second period. Yeah. That's right. 
<laughs> so uh, Michael Hutchinson gets the call between the pipes tonight at the Scotiabank Arena at 6 o'clock against San Jose. Michael Hutchinson, did he beat out David Ayers for the backup, backup, backup job? How does Emergency that work? <laughs> Michael Hutchinson. All right, Hutch. Hutch gets the call tonight. That means tomorrow night in Pittsburgh, it's going to be Jack Campbell between the pipes for the Maple Leafs as the Leafs take on Pittsburgh. Leafs off to a slow start in the division. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody expected the Florida Panthers at 4-0-0 to be this good and the buffalo butter knives three oh and oh i was to say to you after the first week or so you know what uh, uh florida and buffalo will both be unbeaten and untied you'd say no way but it's true it but if true. i also mention to you that the montreal Canadiens are zero and five to start the season and dead wow. last in the division would you believe me and that also ties a record for a stanley cup finalist has never started a season oh and five big deal <laughs> and you know what's going to happen yeah. is if they go in six it's going to be a stanley cup champion has never begun the season at all and if they start one and nine it's going to be a, a defending stanley cup finalist who has never started the following season one and nine the stats geeks are out in full force i'll tell you this right now the leafs had better be careful or it's going to be a long season chasing the leaders now i don't consider buffalo to be a threat but the panthers are for real mm. the lightning are for real the bruins are for real Always. the leafs had better be for real the uh, Matthews did miss the first few games this season. Not that that's a, an excuse, but uh, it, it's as uh, Mike Wilner would tell you uh, on game 120, he'd tell you it's early. You know what? I, I stopped following Mike Wilner. <laughs> oh, why? Yeah, I just, I can't because he, he tweets way too much and he just engages with people who do not deserve to be engaged with. You know, when you're engaging on Twitter with a, someone that has zero followers, right? Come on. <laughs> You know who else does this? Uh, Damian Cox oh, yeah. uh, has morphed into a, uh, I'd say, Marty York light. Whoa. <laughs> light, I said. Whoa. <laughs> Marty York light. In that there's sort of uh, this, uh, you know, hatred for all things MLSE that sort of permeates all of his, yeah. his uh, tweets. Marty York was a piece of work, man. Did you ever hear the story of how he, uh, he got, um, they caught him in the uh, Blue, Jay, Blue Jay uh, Clubhouse back? I have, but do you want to share I tell you that? Answer? I think I told you that story. Yeah, I've heard this story, but I would love, you want to do it real quick here? Cause, uh... Well, what happened was um, uh, he had managed to, after a Blue Jays game, I guess he went down prior to the end of the game and made his way into the Blue Jay Clubhouse. There were a couple of entrances you could get in there. Right. And he, um, he went into the clubhouse, he went into the bathroom, and he went into one of the stalls, closed the door, and then sort of, I guess, put his feet up stood so that on no one would toilet. stood on the toilet seat. And then just, I, I guess he had his tape recorder going or whatever, and he just listened to all the conversations that were going on after the game. Right. And then managed to, I guess, when the players left or whatever, snuck out of there. And then the next day in the paper, he's, you know, there's stuff that's like, holy shit, where'd he get this stuff from? Literally. And the players were like, who the hell was in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> that told him this. Like, they thought, the players thought that there was another player on the team. And there right. was one player on that team, and oh, I can't mention leaky, the name, uh, who yeah. was thought to be a rat. Right. Like, you know, the, 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 the pipeline. Yeah, the mole. Right. The, the rat. Hmm. Uh, uh, the, he, they thought that there was a particular player, and I won't mention who it was because the guy, it wasn't this guy. Mm. But they all thought that this one guy. Right. And they were going to string him up and stick a light bulb up his Eek. ass. Oh, Yeah. Right, and then and then someone, I think it might have been the club, a clubhouse attendant or something like that, said, "No, I think I might have seen Marty York going through." Oh my god! In the clubhouse, and everyone was like, "Wait, we didn't see him in the clubhouse." This is the story that I got from someone very close to it. Was that 
he had hidden in there and uh, had written this stuff down and was trying to tear the team apart. That's like Jay Leno trying to get the Tonight Show. <laughs> oh, that was a great scene, right? Where he goes and listens on the phone to the whole thing like that. Well, he's hiding in, I think, in like the closet or something, listening into the Yeah, he's in a room. He's in like a yeah, very right. small room in the back there and he's listening to the conversation. It's easier to just get butt And he calls dialed. the guy the next day. He's sitting on the, on the can. Right. And, he, and he's basically repeating everything that was said the night before. And the, guy, the guy's looking around going, Who, how, how did you know Where's this stuff? the rat? That's wild. I know. So that's the, yeah, that was, that's the Marty York thing there and that's just you know you don't do stuff like that he's not uh, well respected amongst the uh, sports journalists that i talked to no because what happens is after a while uh, when those things plagiarize a bunch of stuff like yes when those things happen what happens is people look and they're very wary of the media wait a minute you're a sports writer uh that sports writer from the globe marty york and the globe and mail too of all places that sports writer marty york he did this he did that are are Mm -hmm. you that type of a guy so naturally i'm suspicious of any sports writer now because that sports writer printed a bunch of stuff there that that, that he shouldn't have all that jazz anyway right so damian cox he's like that too yeah he's gay because because the fact is if you don't follow marty york on twitter and you should not actually if the jays (laughs) went 162 and 0 next season okay marty york would tweet uh, overrated bunch of clowns. Uh, the Red Sox are better. Like regardless of any I facts, know. I know it's you're right. It's a hatred for the team. Well, his hatred is for Rogers, and I think Damien's is more for MLSE. Interesting. So it's not hatred for a team. It's, it's not hoping the Leafs a, lose or no. the Blue Jays lose or the Raptors no, no. lose. No, no. He loves the he loves the Argos, for example. But yeah. uh, he, it's the Blue Jays particularly because he has a hate on for Rogers. Because it's a hard on. The word because, is hard on, isn't it? When you've got a hard on for someone, you hate them. Well, you, have, you can have a hate on as well. But you know what I mean? And when someone says, oh, I got a hard, he's got a hard on for that guy, it doesn't mean he wants to screw him. Oh, I think a hard on means you, you love him. No, see, I disagree. I think if you've got a hard on for somebody, that means you want to do it to them. You want to, you want to stick it to them <laughs> wow. in a bad way. Right. That's the way I've heard it. So, That's know, almost as inappropriate as like the, the light ass. bulb like, up the ass. Yes, it's uh, like you've got the red ass. Somebody's got the red ass. It's the same thing. Did you used to play red ass in the schoolyard? Yeah. Yeah, we, so? and that, well, because we, <laughs> we also had an alternative name for it when I guess we weren't trying to swear in our Catholic school that we called it butts right. up. Like oh my so god! Red, I know. Did you guys do the war? Ch- oh, <laughs> back in those no, days. No, because in 1992 ca- we all like, got traumatized. Yeah. See, by I that. think the Catholic schools could get away with stuff like that. Right? So it's okay. It's a Catholic school. It's shit like that. Listen, I've disowned. I the religion, drive by okay. St. Michael's School like almost every day. I ride by on my bike, and every time I, I can't help but look over there, going, "What went on there?" Right. Oh my. Well, god. we'll ask Leo Rodens about that. No. NBA now, speaking of Leo and uh, the league he used to play in. Uh, and by the way, um, yesterday there was a thing before I go on. It was Bodog had said, uh, name the first NBA player you got an autograph from. And I immediately went to my Julius Irving autograph, which I'm very proud of, that I got in 1982. Wow. And uh, and then posted the, you know, and it's a Love beautiful it. autograph, Dr. J. Julius Irving with his wow. number and the whole thing. Very cool. So Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I've been an NBA fan for many, many years. Anyway, the Raptors home opener was a real, uh, well, the, the game, they played like shit. <laughs> yes. And it led many to jump off the bandwagon <laughs> after the first half, including the TSN broadcast crew. <laughs> now this broadcast, this is the broadcast crew. So it's Kate Burness, mm-hmm. Sam Mitchell, Leo Routens. They're all sitting there. Right. And at the very beginning, it's like, we miss you, Rod. You know, it's, yeah, it's a course. tribute to Rod Black, who did it for 37 years or whatever it was. Well, right? since 95. Yeah, since the beginning. So, and it was, you know, we miss you, Rod, and we're going to, you know, carry on in your tradition. And it was really nice. But then after the first half, here's Kate Burness going, well, well, you know, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't think we should overreact, but, but, but we're overreacting. So she's sort of apologizing for overreacting, but what else can we talk about? Right. So it was almost like, well, geez, Sam, can we come? Is there anything good? We It's the first half of the first game. You don't have Siakam. You got a bunch of guys who don't even know each other's names. Sure. Hey, 45, pass it over here. Right. They're all getting to know each other, right? And so here's Kate Burness basically saying, well, it's hard not to overreact, but we're going to overreact. 
no, no, don't overreact. It's the first half of the first game. <laughs> in, in that case, uh, some positive. Wilner would be correct. It is early. Oh, my God. And I'm going to tell you, the best performance of the night was Cardinal Offishall. Oh, yes. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> I don't know what that was, that rap. He must have written that, right? But it was so good. Yes. It was so good. And then everything went downhill from there. Car- Cardi uh, needs some more respect as the linchpin between Maestro Fresh West and Drake. I agree. Cardi's the linchpin. And here's a funny thing is a friend of, I think a mutual friend of Mo Berg from T- oh. Pursuit of Happiness, he yeah. tweets out, I mean, right after it, I said, what a I great performance. This, yes. And so Mo tweets out what a great performance it was, but he tags the wrong uh, Cardinal right. official. Right. He just, so I guess, you know, you look to say, oh, you this type looks in like the, the first few characters, and something then you pops pop up. It up. You right. It. So I'm going, that's not because I know I follow. I follow card, right? So I'm like, wait a minute, that that's not his Twitter handle. We got to fix that right away. So I'm tweeting back at Mo saying, you got the right. wrong card. Anyway, that was great. I love you standing up there to get the right uh, thing. And I love the- I want to see Twitter. him do every show. I want right. him to open every- Right. I, I think he, every Raptors home game, he should be there doing doing that rap. That was fantastic. <laughs> Forget about the national anthem. Hebsy, quick comment from the YouTube channel, because I, I love watching the real-time reaction, is yeah. that uh, it's funny. You're here in person, first time since March 13th, 2020, and we must be working blue because the comment that came in from uh, Russ Patterson here is too much talk of cocks and hard-ons. <laughs> too much? Because we, I got one cocks. here that says not enough talk about cocks and hard-ons. <laughs> to tell you anyway um so I, yeah so the raps got beat by the wizards the other night the crowd only got into it late in the fourth when the raptors cut like a 30 point deficit to 15 points right and i remember going oh my god they're within 15 and i'm saying to myself it's only a five possession game with like four minutes to go and anyway i mean you had to have something to cheer about but i have to tell you i was offered tickets to the game oh i was offered tickets the day and you before, didn't go right and i'm like oh um how much how much are they? I'm thinking, I don't know what I was thinking. So it would have cost me $450. Okay, do you think that- For, for two tickets, so right? you weren't offered tickets. To me, when you say I was offered tickets, I think somebody's giving you tickets. Oh, nobody gives tickets away. Who I, gives away tickets? I get tickets. You uh, get corp- corporate tickets? Well, so not- A friend of yours who spent the 500 <laughs> says, here, you take these? You'd be surprised, MC. But I, I guess uh, I am surprised. Wow, I, I you got some friends. You got I, some real I personally friends would not cough up- uh, Anything close to that amount? How of much money would you cough a, up a, for a pair of tickets to for a the Raptors opening game? game any game? Any doesn't matter. Opening game? Who gives a shit about the opener? Well, because a playoff game is different than the opening well, game. Any right? regular season game? <laughs> what would you fork over for a couple of Raptors tickets? Tell me honestly. It would shock you how low this number is. I'm almost embarrassed to tell you, Don't but be. Uh, for two tickets to see a Raptor game, yeah. I'm not going north of a hundred bucks. <laughs> so is the Sprite Zone still there? No, you're not going to get anything for that. What about Sprite Zone? Is I don't even Sprite know. Zone? I don't I'll, go they... in the fi- I'll go in the, the 500. What do no. they have? 300. Sorry. Anyway, listen, uh, it wasn't a sellout. And listen, it's got to do with ticket prices, okay, which are outrageous to begin with. Okay, so like for me, and these were decent seats, not great seats, they're okay seats. 450K, 450 bucks, no chance. Just not going to do it. I usually go once a year and pay, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of a couple hundred dollars a seat mm-hmm. for a good game. And I take my son for his birthday every year. Nice. Uh, and that's it, man. Unless, and, and if someone's willing to give me tickets, that's lovely, or take me along, that's lovely. And if that's the case, I will reciprocate. Like, um, uh, 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 I have one friend of mine, and I've gone to a couple games with him, his t- his seats. He says, come be my guest. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm not spending 300 bucks. He says, don't worry about it. 
So this one's on me. Yeah. And then what'll happen is I'll take him golfing or I'll take him to a Jays game or- Or you or buy that, him a hundred dollar beer. Or no, but, but I'm just <laughs> saying though that, you know, I mean, and he's, this guy's got a lot, a lot of dough. So it's not a case of, you know, making sure that I, you know, right. that it's, it's exact. It's the thought that counts. So it's like, you know, to him, a round of golf with Hebsey is worth way more than sitting next to him, you know, at a Raptors game or going to a Jays game or whatever the case is. So- um, that's why it's not a sellout. There's a number of reasons. A midweek game to go, you're leaving Uxbridge at five o'clock to get down there? Nah. So, and the other thing is, going downtown nowadays isn't like it was prior to the pandemic. Not all the restaurants are open at full capacity. They don't, they're having problems finding servers. That is true. You but know, the first a, thing is fixing on Monday. I believe they're going to open it up for yeah, capacity. That's right. So, um, not a sellout. The Leafs home opener wasn't a sellout either. I guess fans are taking a wait and see attitude, but the prices are outrageous. And there's a lot of people out there that are not making the money they were making pre-pandemic. They've had to really think about their finances and you just don't have the dough to go to a Raptors game. And I think there's a lot of corporations that are like that as well. They took a hit and suddenly it's like, we've got these Raptors season tickets that are costing us a fortune. I don't know if we're going to renew this year. Maybe we'll take a flex back. I don't know. But I would imagine there's a, a lineup of people willing to take those uh, season's tickets off. Not hand, the no? really expensive. I don't think so. See, I think most of the Leafs fans can sure. afford. I think a lot of fans can afford a few times a year maybe to go and spend a hundred or two hundred dollars or whatever, but not to buy season's tickets. See, you, you told that story about your son's birthday, and yeah. to me, that now you've got me because obviously, if my uh, my son's turning twenty, which is happening in January, nice. he's a big Raptors fan, yeah, and I will game. I will spread my cheeks as Freddie P would say, and I will spend <laughs> hundreds of dollars for this night. This is for my son's birthday. That's a whole different. Story. That's a different but story. If you take away the birthday for a child or whatever, I personally, I'd rather watch it on TV to be quite honest. And I, I actually bike downtown. Like I don't have this traffic issue. I bike there. Well, that's the not a problem. I walk. But I simply don't think it's worth the money to spend uh, hundreds of dollars to see a regular season basketball. And game. you know why? The experience on television is a wonderful experience. You, yeah. You've got to admit that watching on TV, I mean, you don't miss a thing. No. You get the full entertainment value. You're five feet from your bathroom, your kitchen, all that kind of stuff. You don't have to worry about all the other stuff. And, and um, there's something about the TV experience nowadays that's way better than it was even a decade ago. It's just so much more uh, interesting on television. There's so much more to see. When you're at the game, you're used to, where's the replay? And what? The, and that was a dog with fleas, that game. Like, you know, I mean, no, and, and again, and I don't know, have we done the Raptor dog? No, because I will tell you, like, I'm actually, like, not so secretly hoping we get another lottery pick. Like, I want another lottery pick because we're not going to win a title anyways. I told this to Leo Redmonds yesterday. We're not winning a title this year anyways. Let's get oh, you've another... already jumped off the bandwagon? <laughs> I'm not on the I'm on the bandwagon rooting for the team mm. to be competitive, sort of like those young Jays teams and the young Leafs teams we just went through. Right. This is a rebuilding year. We got to, you know, we need, we need some more pieces here. And another lottery pick, another Scotty Barnes type lottery pick there would be fantastic for this franchise. And I'd be fine with that. I don't need to make the playoffs this year and go out in the first round. You're going to make the playoffs. They will make the playoffs this year, I think. I don't think the East is that strong. I think there's other teams that are way worse. And I think the Raptors will get better. And I think you've got to expect a big breakout year from Siakam. I, I think he's just going to be a dominant player. Well, here's hoping. But uh, another another lottery pick might be better long-term for this particular uh, team of ours. That wouldn't hurt. Uh, the Raptors are in Boston tonight. Then they return home for a rare Saturday night game against the Dallas Mavericks. Basketball night in Canada. Ooh. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Jim Houston coming out of retirement here with Matt Devlin, Jack Armstrong, oh, if someone's Leo out of Rodens, <laughs> Eric Smith, Paul Jones, Sherman Hamilton. Right. Um, who am I missing? Kate Burness. 
Who does it for Sportsnet? Who's doing the on courts? Oh, Kayla Gray was on the uh, Raptor game the other day too. So they had like the full compliment. So they out didn't there need Rod Black opener. anymore. Well, yeah. no, it's not that they didn't need him. They had lots out there, <laughs> lots. And then of course when we watched the Sportsnet game, and I don't know, Sportsnet. No, I guess Sportsnet wouldn't be doing the Saturday game. They would be doing hockey. Well, they take turns. No, they would be doing hockey. Though, but don't they, they? But don't they take well, turns? But wouldn't they be doing the Leaf game Saturday night against Pittsburgh? But wouldn't, both. <laughs> but wouldn't they do the Saturday night hockey night in Canada Leaf game? Which they're obligated to do. Yeah, on but Rogers. they have a Sportsnet One. Like they just put it on Sportsnet One. If it's the Raptor game, right. Sportsnet One, as right. opposed to TSN, we don't know. So I think they, I think Rogers and TSN take turns or whatever. Well, they, I don't know if they, if it's back. If but it's that'll going, be interesting, right? Because Alvin Williams is the new uh, analyst. He's horrible. And uh, he's horrible. As I, as we know, Leo is been ousted by Sportsnet. So he's horrible. Matt, Matt Devlin has to make Williams look good because he's no, he's no Leo Routens. Far from it. Far from it. Lots of tickets available, by the way. For that Raptor game tomorrow night. What's the most you'd pay? You didn't buy these tickets, but if uh, for your son's birthday, I guess you have a whole different budget than yeah. you would for just going yeah. to a- five thousand. No, <laughs> you know how no. I, I don't know. That's not no. True. I, you know what? Funny thing is, I don't really have a budget. It's sort of like you know, if I see good seats and like you know what, yeah, let's go for those. That's something. This is a birthday, so another twenty or forty dollars or whatever is not going to make a huge difference. But yeah, generally speaking, I would say somewhere south of three hundred. Dollars for the two would be yeah okay. Would I go as high as four hundred for the two seats if okay, they're good seats? Let me ask Paul. So you take but the then I wouldn't eat, there. But then I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't eat. I was going to ask you about. I that. I won't like, eat at the games. Will you I'm not eat or drink at drink the game? No, no chance, man. I'll have okay. a hot dog on the card. You smuggle in like a bag of chips under your jacket. That's not smuggling. You no, are allowed, allowed to bring. You you know what? By yeah. the way, and this yeah. is a misnomer from movie theaters, from sporting events, that you're not allowed to bring in outside food. What bullshit is that? See, in the theater... Who told you that story? You can bring in your own food. I they think- can't. No one can kick you out if you paid for a ticket, if you brought in your own food. I, and your own smoke. Even a theater? Because I thought, yeah. I am under the misconception that at a movie theater, I have to sneak in my food. No. Like, I literally hide it in my pocket. No, you labor under the misconception that it's against the rules okay, to, can bring, I ask a to question? pay for a ticket and bring in outside food. <laughs> can I bring... Now, if you go to Crosswinds to play golf, you can bring outside food, just you can't bring alcohol. That's a different story. That's a licensing issue. Because they have issue. a licensing issue. Right. Exactly right. Different. That's but yeah, different. I don't know who came up with the idea. We oh, can't take okay. food in there. Can and I you bring, gotta smuggle it in under your coat. Can I bring my Mr. Popcorn hot popcorn maker and plug it into the outlet that's in the theater and pop my own popcorn there? I believe you can. <laughs> I think you should try it and let me know. And let me know. All right. Um, so we're talking about the amount of money that these athletes are making. And of course, it's reflected in the ticket prices. Yeah. So the NBA, the average, this was from the 2019-2020 season. The average NBA player makes mm-hmm. $8.32 million. $8.32 million average player. Not bad. Ma- Major League Baseball, four, a little over $4 million. English Premier League, close to $4 million, $3.97 million. The NFL, the average salary, $3.26 million. In the NHL, the average salary is $2.5 million. So why, if the average salary in the NHL is $2.5 million, are Leaf tickets as expensive as Raptor Supply tickets? Supply and demand. Okay. And also, there's more, player, and there's more players on the roster. And you're right. Way more people Well, what will. are Sabres tickets, right? It's, I don't know. <laughs> 30 bucks? Uh, they might be. They might be. And what about Ottawa Senators tickets? I saw this. Uh, we're going we're to give them away. Two for one. So what are their, I guess you don't have this number offhand. 8,000 the other day. Uh, what? It was so, 8,000. 8, what's that about? 
Well, two things. First of all, the arena sucks. It's way out in the West. Yeah. It's way the Kanata. fuck out. In, yeah, it's in Canada. So if you live in downtown Ottawa yeah. or Gloucester or any of those, you know, um, Eastern suburbs or whatever, it's going to take you. It's going to take you. It's going to take you forever. Yeah, it sucks. And who the hell on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night is going to go all the way across the four seventeen? Yeah. So you can't bike to that one. All the way across there, and 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 see in Canada, it's not like there's all kinds of great restaurants and bars yeah. and stuff like that. Like like in downtown Toronto. Uh, it's out in Hoppitsville, man. It's, it's nowheresville. It's, it's closer to Carlton Place you know than it is that, to downtown that, Ottawa. Say that word again. I know. I you know, know the story. I know. I know the story. I give you full credit though, because Wiseblood heard you say it. I don't want full credit. It's not my, it's my dad. Ben Murgy got credit. a podcast with the Canadian Jewish News. My dad should get full credit for that. Okay, well, he inspired a Ben Murgy podcast title. Right. Anyway, so that's the thing. The other thing is when they built that arena, which was originally called the Palladium, I think, or the Corel Center, whatever the fuck it was. Uh, it was at Corel Center. Okay, so they built. So it's like nineteen thousand five hundred. Now that's fine for Toronto. Fine for Montreal, but Ottawa should have been 16,000, maybe 17 tops. And that's why there was always 2,000 or more empty seats at that arena. Right. So the combination of the fact that the it's out in the middle of nowhere, it's not near the downtown core, you'd have to drive all the way out there, and the fact that tickets aren't cheap, and the fact that this, it's just too big an arena, it's way but too big an arena. I think you hit the nail on the head with that location issue. I think if you put an, uh, a nice... Uh, arena in downtown Ottawa, oh, yeah. like we're you know in the yep. Galib or something, gonna be a big hit. Yeah. Uh, you know who's getting fucked over here? The NFL players, because uh, how can an average NFL salary be? And it's not even guaranteed, of course. Three point two million, and the NHL be two point five million. Take go compare the revenues generated by each league. Like yeah, yeah. but hang on, yeah. the NFL that's three point two six million per player. Uh, each team has a forty man roster. Forty, but, but, but 40, 40 Look man at that roster. TV deal deal versus forty the, man uh, roster. Now you know disproportionate. The quarterback is going to be making yeah. way more than that. Sure. So even the grunt linemen or whatever that are making a million or I don't know what the and rookie it's not salary guaranteed. is. Uh, it's you're talking three point two six million average, and that's forty guys on the roster, right? So that's one hundred and twenty million per team in salaries. Literally so, pocket change right. for these uh, pocket NFL change owners. for these NFL owners because they got money in the bank before the seed before they sell one big ticket. money, huge, massive money, and that's why the They're that's why fucked. everybody wants to be an NFL owner. That's also why, and I can't think of which team it was. Somebody set a record. They spent four hundred and fifty million dollars for a franchise. They bought a franchise that's now worth like four billion. Not shocked so, at all. Ten, and what ten, remind ten, me? So ten years ago, yeah. to spend four hundred million dollars for a franchise, right? Oh, it was an NBA franchise. You're out of your mind. Well, remember, four hundred million. You're out of your mind. It's worth four billion now. Remember, the Clippers just sold for uh, yep. what was it? Uh, Steve Ballmer, two point yeah. five billion, or right? Something like that? And it's one of those things. Remember, and this is a silly analogy, but it works. But when Google bought YouTube, oh. the price they paid, people were out, couldn't believe they'd pay that amount. It turns out it was a steal. A steal. Right. An absolute steal. So if you were, you know, if you were those, one of those guys who are like, oh, we're not going to spend this much for, you know, for, for a pro sports team. And now you look at the value of that pro sports team. It's outrageous. Outrageous. They're making money hand over fist. They're printing and, money. And, and they're not passing the savings along to the consumer. It's outrageous. If you were to go and say, oh, what's it going to cost? Like, I remember the last time I went to a Leaf game. And that was two tickets. Mm -hmm. uh, we had, I think we had sushi or a pizza. You know, we had some food. Yeah. Uh, a drink, uh, yeah. paid for a babysitter, you know, parking, the whole thing like that. It was like 700 and some odd dollars. Rich and I remember game. saying to my wife at the time, saying, you know, we could have gone away to the like, Bahamas for a weekend. <laughs> for like 700 and some odd. And they lost two nothing right. to the right. Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Two nothing. <laughs> they had 16 shots on goal. And I'm sitting there going, all right, the sushi wasn't that good. The pizza wasn't right. that good. The beer was way overpriced. The game sucks. 
Right now, I got to drive all the way home and track and get out of the parking lot and all that shit. We ended up leaving halfway through the, midway through the third period, so we would we could avoid the traffic because I knew had we stayed to the end of the game and they would have lost that drive. Just getting out of the parking lot, I would have rammed into somebody. I just was so angry. You know, that's pissed, called voluntary taxation. Pissed, my money away, pissed it away. Yeah. One thing you won't do, you won't be pissing your money away if you visit Crosswinds Golf and Country Club, as I will be doing this uh, weekend. On Sunday, as a matter of fact, looks like the nicest day of the weekend. going to be like 12 degrees, maybe a little bit windy, perfect fall golf weather, and a chance for you to go to Crosswinds and check out the beautiful facilities. The course is in gorgeous shape. Uh, and uh, fall golf at its best, beautiful views of Rattlesnake Point, Mount Nemo, under the Niagara Escarpment. It's just lovely. Championship golf course, par 72 Always in great shape. The people there are fabulous. Go to crosswindsgolf.com and book your tee time online now and tell them Hebsey sent you. Now, in professional golf, the Zoso Championship, this is the one that Tiger Woods won a couple years ago and everyone went, wow, he's back, it's Tiger! Right. Um, the local favorite is defending Masters Champion Hideki Matsuyama. He leads at eight under par after two rounds. Why after two rounds? Because Japan is 16 hours ahead of us. It's already tomorrow there, I think, or something. Yeah, soon. Well, the Olympics we learned. It's yeah, Saturday. it's like, it's uh, almost, 12, it's like 13 Saturday. Hours, anyway, right. yeah. Um, <laughs> so he's the leader at eight under after two rounds. Top Canadian Mackenzie Hughes tied for fourteenth. Um, golf season, you know, it's funny. Golf season really never ends for the yeah. professionals. Like they take like maybe a week or two off, if that. But there's right. always a tournament somewhere in the world. There's always golf being played. Yeah. That's what I love about it. And that's why when I retire, it's going to be nothing but golf, baby. <laughs> the NFL Thursday night or Wait, you're not retired? <laughs> well, if I get if I'm doing this show, mm -hmm. well, wait a second. If I'm doing Define this show, retirement if, if I'm me. earning my if I'm not earning here's retirement. Retirement yeah. is you've left the job that you had for years, right? Right. You are now um free to do whatever the fuck you want. If you choose to take on another gig, a part-time job, or volunteer, or do a podcast once a week, yeah, you know that you're 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 retired. Mm -hmm. Retired means you don't go to an everyday job, right? But but you're a, a new laptop away from being able to do Hebsey on sports <laughs> from Bermuda. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. I will be. As a matter of fact, in March I'll be doing one an addition from Florida, and perhaps two because oh, I'm exciting. going down there. But I'll be at spring training. So, like, we'll be live. I'll be live at the park. I'll be there. That's amazing. At 9.20 in the morning, you know, you'll likely hear some, you know, I, there might be some guys taking infield practice on the Bobby Maddock field. I don't know. Just get good Wi-Fi. But I'll be, yeah, that's the other thing. I got to get good Wi-Fi. So, I'll talk right. to Rich Griffin of the uh, Blue Jays and make sure I get the Wi-Fi code for the He's Jays. The man. yeah. And do it there. So, that, wow. that's what's going to happen there. That's exciting. Uh, NFL Thursday Night Football, Cleveland Browns at home to the Denver Broncos. The Brownies prevailed 17-14 thanks to third-string quarterback Case Keenum and third-string running back the Ernest Johnson, you think injuries play a big role in professional sports? Oh my God. Yes. Everybody. If you were to take every, how many guys go through an entire season or, or women without being injured? Like a noticeable injury where they miss a game or they miss some playing time. I don't, I don't know. Not very many, man. No, not too many. I mean, everyone's getting hurt. Sure. I mean, I almost got hurt here just coming down to the studio. Whack, remember, I we changed. My head. <laughs> you did. We right changed there. the way we treat injuries in that we used to, a lot more in the olden days uh, playing through injuries. Where now you're more cautious with your approach. So if there's a bit of a sprain or a strain or yeah. whatever, you will take some time to uh, rehab it before you go out there. You're talking about the individual athlete yes. thinks that way. Like, I think. But then if you go all back you need 30 is, years, you might have played with something that you wouldn't play with. Right. Today. But all you need is a guy like a George Springer to say, "No, no, no, I'm fine." 
right? And then the manager to go, okay, George knows what he's talking about, even though he's obviously in pain. But I think the buck stops with the medical guys. And he's obviously in discomfort. Right. Yeah, but the medical, he's, he's saying to the medical guy, look, I can play. And the medical guys are going, George, your knee's killing you. And he's going, I, I'm, I'm still okay on half a knee. And so he convinces the medical staff to give him a green light or whatever. So, you know, he's, and, if he can walk up to the plate, if he can walk up there, drag his leg up there like Kirk, Kirk Gibson, Gibson did, of right? Course, of then, course. Then put him in. And I thought, I thought that affected the team negatively. Right. And I thought that other players, for example, mm-hmm. suffering from the same injury might take the advice of the medical staff or management to go, you know what, I'm going to rest it here. It's funny because Springer, $150 million free agent, already missed 80 games or whatever. He's not going to do that. (laughs) It all comes back to Kawhi because before Kawhi Leonard, you and I never used the expression load management. Never. Never. Ever. And now it it not only uh, is it a term that is commonly used, but it uh, makes a great deal of sense now when you you look at the big picture. Well, the original load management was this. In baseball, if you were playing a day game after a night game, load management would say that the guys guys who've been playing every inning of every game, if they played the night before, Right. You give them the day off, always with the catchers. If you caught the night before, right. let the second string catcher, the other catcher, catch the next day, a day game. And right. uh, sit sit some of your regulars, mm-hmm. but have them available late in the game for pinch hitting. Right. Give them a bit, a bit of a blow. They did that with Vladdy Guerrero. I was upset at first, but then I realized, you know, Vladdy needs maybe more rest than other guys. I don't know. Right. Maybe he needs more rest. And so there were times where they took him right out of the lineup. There were times where they just said, okay, you're going to DH. And then there were times where it was like, we don't even want you to DH. Now, that I couldn't understand that. As tired as you might be, mm-hmm. and get that bad in the lineup, to have him on the bench. Can you imagine Vladdy going, okay, Vladdy, we need you to pinch hit in the ninth inning. So even though he was tired, I felt that they should have left his bat in the lineup. I don't think that fatigue had as much to do with his ability to hit four times a game, but certainly playing first base might have been. But anyway. Um, what was I talking about? The NFL? TV ratings. Oh, hang on. Oh. I haven't finished with the NFL. Uh, yeah. Denver losing, they're three and four. The Browns are four and three. Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> that's the NFL for you. We're not talking about the CFL. And it, he clarified his We won't remarks. be talking about the CFL. Gord is not necessarily wanting CFL talk. It turns out he was just noticing that you literally named like every league except the CFL. That's right. In your intro. Um, if I get tickets to an Argo game, do you want to go? Yeah, but you're not paying because I can get you free tickets to Argos. No problem, right? Because I can go to Mike Hogan and get us like, uh, like we can get clubhouse seats, VIP treatment if you want to see an Argos game. Do it. Just don't tell Hogan it's me. Oh, you guys have a thing? Because well, it's funny. I, there's a thing with I Fred used to Patterson. Be the, I, I used noticed, to be the play-by-play uh, broadcaster for the Argos. Okay, I'm listening. Yeah. This is quite the story. Yeah. I used to be the play-by-play broadcaster for the Argos. It was right. on a different station. It was on 640, AM 640. Yes. And, um, you know, there were certain hosts on the fan that uh, didn't think I was doing a very good job and said so. And you know, Oh, I, doing, I got the same story from Freddie P. Jo- wasn't doing the job. And uh, so on the air, I'm listening to the fan, and I'm hearing them diss me. On the air for not doing a good job as play-by-play. Was not- Gallagher a part of this? Yeah, I remember was. the story yes, now. John Gallagher. <laughs> but he owns he that, though. He certainly was. He owns that. Anyway. Oh, but can I, I got to tell you really quickly is, sure. uh, you know, I produce Humble and Fred's podcast. I, so I knew I, that. Uh, I put people in the calendar. I put a lot of Hebsey in there because he's fantastic. Uh, people should listen to Hebsey on that show. Now, I also, one day I decided, let's put Mike Hogan on and talk. And then I got a note to unbook Mike Hogan. 
because Fred Patterson was listening to the same thing, similar story. Listened and he, I guess there was some yeah negative words said that he has never forgotten. So it's very interesting. You never know who's you know not cozy with whom. Well, listen. I mean, you had a guest here very recently who does not get along with me because uh, I had said things about that person on television, blaming that person for certain things. And I've and, never told this. Story. And uh, you know, okay, that's fine. I mean, I get that because if you're going to say those types of things, you better be. Um, prepared for the recriminations, that's fine. So on this particular podcast, as you know, I have praised people Mm -hmm. and I have also taken shots at people uh, in the business, Mm -hmm. for example, and name names, feeling that they could have done a better job or a particular broadcast could have gone better had they not said this or said that or or been informed. I think mostly it's been informed. I don't think it's so much what they said. It's that they didn't have the knowledge. So when they said something, it hadn't been researched properly. That I don't like. I don't like someone who's supposedly an authority saying something and going, and you're going, wait a minute, that's wrong. Right. You have your facts wrong. That's really, that's it. Right. And you don't like it when uh, these, uh, some of these uh, European tennis players' names are uh, mispronounced by these professional well, announcers. Well, listen, I mean, um, Gael Monfils has been playing tennis uh, um, you know, at the highest level for over a decade. If you don't know how to pronounce Gael Monfils, and you pronounce it Monfil or whatever. Monfi. Monfi. Without the S. Yeah, Monfi. Right. All you really had to do was just do your research and, you know. Go to YouTube. It, all it took was, yeah, go <laughs> to, how do I, because if you're a broadcaster, mm-hmm. if you're a writer, you must know how to spell someone's name. Right. But you've got an editor. Most writers in newspapers or whatever, there's an editor that goes, ah, oh, wait, you misspelled that or whatever. They, right. They, they fact check it and they, or you have fact checkers, but they make sure before it goes in print that it's, that it's proper. When you're a broadcaster, you're responsible for the words coming out of your mouth. So before you say something, you would you better be sure it's true. You should have researched it or you should have had your producer should research it. You should know how to pronounce a name. Right. If you're going to say it. If you're not going to say it, say, um, I don't want to I don't want to screw up the name, so Joey B or whatever. <laughs> Come up, you know, uh, right. I couldn't say Giannis Antakatumpo and I still have trouble with it, right? Right. Um, but I admit that. So you call him the freak. I don't, I don't try to go uh, Giannis Jukacajupo and pretend that that's his real name. Right. I'm not like fucking Charles Barkley. Well, that's actually a Charles Don Cherry Barkley move. Charles Barkley going Giannis Vachachutalunas. That was a Don Cherry move forever, was to basically intentionally butcher the name, particularly when it was a French name like Monfils. He would anglicize it intentionally right. just to be that guy. Yeah. But Monfils doesn't anglicize it. It could he would, be Monfils. He would probably go Monfils. 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 Patrick, Patrick Wall was the one I always remember. Patty Roy. Right. But no, no, the original. Which is offensive. The original was was Punch Imlac. Punch Imlac okay. intentionally said, called Frank Mahovlich, Frank Mahalovich. Ah, he did it on me. Hockey Night in Canada. He did it a lot. And, you know, Frank Mahovlich eventually had a nervous breakdown, you know, from stress and anxiety because of Punch Imlac. Right. How do you, I mean, can you imagine the guy, a 48 goal scorer, a, no. a five time all star, Stanley Cup champion, and you're calling him Mahalovich? We think that Mahalovich is a little too sensitive to play this game. Can right. you fucking imagine? And none of the sports writers went to Mahalovich to say, hey, Punch has been calling you this. They only wrote down what Punch told them because that's what they did in those days. Right. They didn't go to the player for a reaction. Punch said this about you. Can I have a comment? No. Right. Anyway. Hey, uh, really quickly, I got to slip it in now before I forget. You tweeted something last week yeah. uh, with regards to, I think, with Bodog. And I think the question was something like, who's the greatest Raptor ever? 
And your answer on Twitter was uh, Vince Carter. By a narrow margin over Kyle Lowry, yeah. But can you really, really briefly, what does greatest mean? Does that mean the best player ever to play, best player as a Raptor? You tell me. Okay, because there's three ways to think of this. No, there isn't. There's one way to think about it. Who's the greatest player to wear a Raptor uniform? But so you mean, in that Raptor uniform, in that Raptor uniform, right? All right, not but not. Does not, longevity matter? No, listen, it's not Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay, because that's was the great greatest, for Houston, right? That's the greatest player who. who yes, no, you're no, right. no, 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 no. Listen, anytime you see that, right. don't overthink that's it. Bullshit. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Right. Okay. He sucked. And too. I don't. What was the, and the picture that went with it? I don't know. Did the picture was it misleading? Well, I, the the reason I wore this shirt today is I just want to ask you. Uh, Vince had a great career here, but you have gone on the record on this program, Mr. Hebsher, on yeah. Hebsey on Sports. You've yeah. said many times, championships are what matter. I've heard you say this. They championships are what matter. Yeah. Vince has none. For a team. For a team. But not for a player. Not necessarily. I mean, I, I, let me ask you a question. Was yeah. Carl Malone a fantastic player? Yeah. Would he, been, would he have been known as a greater player had he won an NBA championship? Probably. By how much, though? Okay. So, I, mean, I mean, you're going to go, oh, Carl Malone, if only he'd have won a championship, he'd be way up like here. Clyde Drexler. Did he ever win with the Rockets? Actually, I can't. No, no. Anyway, maybe, maybe it's a bad example. Okay, I'm going to ask you about Kawhi Leonard really quickly here. So you're, in your opinion, and, you're, and you watch a lot more sports than I do, you're an encyclopedia. Ask Jake Gold. You know everything. But in your opinion, Vince Carter was a better, greater Raptor than Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. Vince Carter did more... Um, for basketball in this country was more influential than any other player, uh, certainly when it comes to Canadian basketball and the Toronto Raptors. Vince Carter... Without a doubt. Vince Carter brought the Toronto Raptors to national attention and did things as a basketball player in a Raptors uniform that no other player did. Without a did doubt. he win a championship? No, he did not. But was he the greatest Raptor to wear that uniform over the period of time that he was with the Raptors? Yes, he was. See, that's why I wanted you to describe the word greatest, because it can mean a few different things. No, no not to me. It's pretty simple to me. And You're the one that's trying to make it complicated. <laughs> you mean the greatest to ever wear for one season? No, no, listen, no. no. I, look, I, actually, look, I get it. I get it. Was, I think was, the was Roberto one Alomar one of the greatest Blue Jays to ever play the game? Of course. Yes, he was. Of course. He played five and a half seasons in Toronto. Five, I think. I think yeah. five, five that's, that, seasons. That's enough. If he played, was Roger Clemens the greatest Blue Jay pitcher of all time? Yeah. I would say. Two for, for two? Two Cy Youngs? Hey, wasn't it? Two triple crown or whatever. The, whatever it was. Uh, yeah, but yeah. No, the answer is no. Of course he wasn't. Dave Steeb and Roy Halladay are way ahead of him because they played more years. So longevity matters. Well, is what with I'm that team for sure. Okay. And I, I mean, look, you could say Roger Clemens was one of the great Boston Red Sox pitchers. He never won a World Series with the Red Sox, but boy, was he awesome with the Red so Sox. So final question on this thought because it, there was a conversation that it sparked. Your, your yes. tweet sparked a conversation. Uh, and I, I now have changed my mind on this since I first thought of it a couple of days ago. But uh, Kyle Lowry... Is he a Hall of Famer? No. See, I was with you. He didn't. I never felt like Kyle Lowry was a Hall of Famer. But I don't think I'll name him because it was a private conversation. But someone who covers the Raptors uh, has convinced me uh, through analytics, et cetera, that Kyle Lowry is a Hall of Famer. He's convinced you through analytics. Yeah, yeah. Like essentially, like Kyle Lowry doesn't get into the Hall of Fame. So that that was so one NBA championship and and some very good seasons as an All Star. Right. Does not make him a Hall of Famer. See, I never felt like Kyle. I was watching a Hall of Famer with Kyle Lowry, right. but uh, yeah. again, so that was my instinct was to say Kyle Lowry's not a Hall of Famer. What about Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, I think for sure. Right. That's a good question, isn't it? <laughs> How about Vince? Yeah, slam dunk because T Mac is in the Hall of Fame. 
Ah, so now you're making these comparisons. But that's what that's how I got convinced because somebody started doing the comparisons, and then I actually, right. when you look at the analytics right. and the comparisons, you right. realize Kyle Lowry is a Hall of Famer. Right. See, here's the thing: um, you can look at the analytics any way you want to. You can, <laughs> you know, you can slant them towards right. that, that's Hall of Fame stuff, sure. and that's a very common thing to do now. But you're right, Mike. Sometimes you got to look at the player and go, "That's a Hall of Famer," just by looking at the player and 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 thinking of that player's body of work and going, "That there's a Hall of Famer right there." But now you look at a player and say, even if he wasn't a great player, but he was a very good player, but he won a few championships. Now you go, well, he did win a few championships. Mm -hmm. So does he go in the Hall of Fame? Like is Robert Ori a Hall of Famer? No, but he won like six NBA titles. With three different teams. Three different teams. But is he a Hall of Famer? The six. And and by the same token, almost almost every guy who played in the six-team NHL, right? Right. Right. Is like a Hall of Famer. Right. I mean, uh, all you had to do was win a couple of cups, and even if you didn't, <laughs> right? I mean, just about every guy on those Leaf teams, you know, was like ended up being a Hall of Famer. You're going to love this comment from Gene before we get to these TV ratings. Uh, he says, today's episode has been Hebsey, the Harlem Globetrotters, taking on Mike, the Washington General. <laughs> <laughs> you're Red Clots. And on that note, let me delete this file. I'm, I'm Meadowlark Lemon, and you're Red Clots. <laughs> delete. All right, TV ratings. This is big stuff. For a lot of people, this is, you know, this is the barometer. Like how many people are watching on television? And, and what I found out just this week alone, three people that I know uh, have cut the cords to their mm-hmm. cable. Now, these are not kids. These are not 20-somethings or 30-somethings. These are people my age right. that are sick and tired of spending 200 bucks a month or whatever it is. I'm right there, And buddy. now they got theirs. I got my Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I got my TSN. I got my Sportsnet. Your Netflix. I got my Netflix. I right. got my, you know, I, I'm good. I don't right. need to see. And that's, I don't need to watch the local news on CFTO. Right. Because I won't get it. I'm not going to be able to get it. Right. Right. And I don't need to see the local programming from these stages, but I do want to watch my sports and my news and my Netflix and and all these great shows coming out on Disney Plus like like the uh, like the Beatles like I can hardly yeah. wait for this Beatles like right. well, McCartney three two one all right. this stuff I can't get any of these Ted Lasso I can't get any of these shows on 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 cable on my on, well, on my cable system I can't I'd have to pay separate for them or have to get another channel so I'm seriously considering this so TV ratings mm-hmm. when it comes to live sports it's a different story because you you know but but. If it was only 607,000 on TSN, which is down 20%, how many people were streaming it? How many people, were, you know what I mean? Are you, you talking about pirate streams or legal streams? I don't know, Mike. I don't know. All I know is their home opener drew 607,000 on TSN. Those are TV numbers. Those aren't streaming numbers as far as I know right. because it's just the television right. numbers, right, sure. on TSN. Right. Um, and so that's down 20%. So a lot of people are like, oh, you know, what's wrong? How come people aren't watching? And I'm thinking... Really, a home opener uh, yeah. basketball game? Just, I, I don't know. Like, is it supposed it, it, to be? It might have something it's to do with October. the fact that- It's October. Is it that big a deal? Folks, we got to get home to watch the Raptors home opener. Right. No, no, no. Billy's got the hockey right. practice or, or, or Janie's got tap. No, 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 no. Raptors home opener. Well, the star, what is the star power on this current Raptor team? Like, who are the names that draw you in, right, with Kyle Lowry gone? Because it's what? Let's go see Fred Oh, you labor under the misconception that I went to watch Kyle Lowry play. I didn't. No, I mean the the average Joe. You're a super fan. I'm talking about the the average uh, Joe. Oh, I want to see uh, Pascal, and I want to see OG, right? And I want to see this. Uh, I want to see Scotty Barnes, and I want to see Delon, uh, 45 from the 45 Kipling bus. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. Right. 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 And uh, <laughs> I'm not Delon. Oh, okay. So two things here. One is that the uh, the fact is lots of people do have 
legal, I got to say it properly, legal streams of the Raptor game is commonplace. And that needs to be incorporated into these numbers because a lot of people don't watch on traditional television. They actually will stream it through uh, TSN or whatever. But I will point out to you because you mentioned Ted Lasso and I know lots of people. I won't name any names. A lot of people watched all the Ted Lasso and never subscribed to Apple TV. And a lot of people are watching. I get it. Tell me about this. There's I want to see certain, Ted Lasso. There's a, there's a certain bay out there. Oh, uh, Pirates know about it. And uh, they I press a button Ted, and it's I'm on dying the to watch Ted Lasso, but it's, it's, it's only actually available on Apple TV. And... It's effortless if you really want to do it. Now, right. the other thing about the streaming, though, is You'll slip me the, it's uh, effortless to watch the Raptor game without getting TSN and without subscribing to a legal stream. It is really simple. Is it? If, yeah, it's very simple. Right. And I think that's a huge thing thing here people are cutting that $200 cable right and then they're if I want to see the game I'll find a stream people are very resourceful because in the past you had no other options there is no such thing as a stream illegal or otherwise you either watch the game on your television or you were at the game there's no other way right now anyone resourceful anyone that's got any type of ability uh searchability to find well, streams I'm gonna and comment on because Brian Gerstein, who's a super fan when it comes super. to Raptors, okay? He's a super fan. He points out that the pirate streams are behind in delivery and quality. And I'm here to tell you, for the Brian Gersteins, they got to, they gotta, again, another Freddie Pig, they got to spread their cheeks and get the proper stream for the, you know, to, to satisfy the quality and the delivery. <laughs> this but show has so many sexual I will, overtones Because we haven't been, seen each other. I've got a hard on for you but, while you spread your cheeks. Again, for the average Joe who wants to check out the game, the fact that it might be two minutes or uh, 30 seconds or 45 seconds behind the live television is so, kind of, it doesn't matter. So what? And I'll be honest, the pirate streams that people have told me about are pretty damn high quality. And when you Chromecast that thing to your big screen, you probably couldn't tell the difference right. between that and what gets you delivered through your Rogers or Bell 5 or whatever. Right. I think the biggest problem I have now is trying to find out where the game is. And that's just if I'm watching television. Yeah. Is it TSN? Is it Sportsnet? Right. Is it Sportsnet is it TSN 1? Is it TSN 2? Fucking TSN or 2. What? Let's, bang, let's bang another 10 bucks a month out of these people so they have to buy TSN <laughs> 2. And another 10 bucks for yeah. Sportsnet 1. Well, and another 10 bucks for Sportsnet 360. You motherfuckers. Yeah, because I want to watch baseball playoffs and they stick it on the next Sportsnet, which is Sportsnet 1, because Sportsnet gets the NHL, of right. course. Right. Like I need, you know. Or, or here's the best one. You're in the ninth inning of a game or something. You can watch the rest of this game right. on. Go over to Sportsnet or One. No, I don't have Sportsnet One. Don't ever. Like don't listen. Don't ever do that. Don't ever put a game on, knowing that at some point you're going to say uh, we're going to go to another program while this is still going on. Like don't because that that reminds me of the Heidi game. Oh, I thought you could say the pen flip, but tell me. No, uh, no, the Heidi, the Heidi game. game. Right. Uh, you know the story of the I, Heidi game? I do, yes. So the game is on NBC. It's the Oakland Raiders and the New York Jets, okay? It's in Oakland, right? right? And um, the Jets are, like, they're huge, man. Everybody in New York's watching the game. Everybody's on NBC. But at 7 o'clock Eastern time, NBC has the show Heidi scheduled. Heidi. This is part of, I yes. think, Walt Disney's Wide World, whatever the fuck it was. Sure. Anyway, at 7 p.m. Well, guess what? Right. Guess what? At like three minutes to seven, right. the Jets are leading by two touchdowns over Oakland. They've got the ball, and NBC tells its audience, we now are going to our regularly scheduled program, Heidi. And the network just cuts off the game, even though the Jets were up by, I think, whatever, 12 points or whatever it was. Right. Cuts off the game with two minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and now Heidi. Well, guess what? I know, yes. The telephone calls start coming into the switchboard at NBC. It blows up the switchboard. It literally, the switchboard breaks down 
with the people go to the NBC building at 30 Rockefeller Center and are banging on the doors. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? We're, we're just watching the Jets play. It was wild. I right. believe the Jets ended up winning the Super Bowl that year. I think it was in 1968. But anyway, oh, people are going out of their minds. Okay? They right. don't know what's happening in the game. They don't know. Right. Meanwhile, Oakland is scoring two touchdowns in the last oh two my minutes God. to case? win the freaking game. It, it isn't also, that is a great, that's a great example. But also the pen flip is a bit like that too, right? Where uh, CBC said, we're leaving this game, this overtime game to go to something else. And Dave Hodge just had it with leaving these games in progress for something else. Like right. it wasn't a priority for No, CBC there was curling sport. that was supposed to be coming on. Well, that was earlier, right? but was I think earlier. this was the news. I think they were going to maybe. Uh, uh, I think they uh, were. I think that's right. They were supposed, right. supposed to be a Philadelphia <laughs> game. And it was like, no, 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 no. We're it's, going yeah, to the news. We're and, going to the right. national or whatever. But the point is this Heidi, this Heidi, what this Heidi thing did was. Yeah. It, it prompted. A, um, a a new rule, I guess, uh, in television, that once once you had the game, mm -hmm. you could not leave that game until its conclusion. Right. Even if it was a blowout. Right. You could not leave the game. Right. If, so if 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 somebody had a double header going, mm -hmm. and game one bled into game two, and you were waiting for game two, Dallas Chicago, mm -hmm. you still you know, sorry, you got to watch the end of the first game. Even though Washington leads Philadelphia 55 to nothing, <laughs> we're not going to break away because of what happened in the Heidi game. That was the wildest because right. the Jets lost the game, but people didn't know that. Right. They would have to flip to the radio or something like that. They were just going out of the But was mind. Heidi any good? Did you watch? Was it good? Nah, it wasn't even that good. <laughs> but I mean, that, so that's, that's, that's what started everything, okay? The Heidi Bowl. So once I'm watching a game, I don't want anyone to tell me, if you want to see the conclusion of this game, switch to another channel. Don't ever do that, ever ever. That's it for episode number 255 of Hebsey on Sports. Hope you liked it. I did. So did Mike. And as always, thanks to Toronto Mike. His production, his inspiration is, well, inspiring. Love it. Check him out at torontomike.com and uh, always uh, great interviews. Recently you had Leo Routens. Leo Routens was Anne there yesterday. Ann Ruskowski the right. day before. She's, old, uh, she's older than me? Yes. She looks great. Uh, and before that, Ralph Benmergi before that. And a very, you might dig this, uh, why, like we had Ivor Hamilton on with Brother Bill and Cam Gordon and I talking about what CF, why CFNY would play this band but not that band. Like, get into it. What, why did, how did CFNY choose what they played back in the uh, Spirit of Radio days? Any other shows you want to promote for Toronto <laughs> Mike while you're here? Oh, you opened that can of worms. No, no, I'm saying anything else? <laughs> Who you got coming up? Uh, Peter Sherman is going to be here in the a, Peter a half an hour. Wonderful. Or less, actually. Excellent. Always a pleasure with Toronto, Mike. Thanks also to Crosswinds Golf and Country Club. They're fabulous. Check them out. Go to uh, crosswindsgolf.com. Book your tee time online. Still lots of fall golf to be played. And mention my name. Yes. Okay, couldn't hurt. Hebsy sent you. Thanks for allowing us into your headspace. Back with another episode next week. Until then, so long for now. This podcast has been produced by TMDS and accelerated by Rome Phone. Rome Phone brings you the most reliable virtual phone service to run your business and protect your home number from unwanted calls. Visit romephone.ca to get started.